You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. We're on. We're on. Happy Fourth of July. We, you know, I, I tell Happy you, what, Independence I, Day. Independence Day. Absolutely, and uh, you know, I I realize that everybody's enjoying, or, or most folks are enjoying, a uh, long weekend. Uh, our parking lot here in the in the building yesterday was. Uh, I didn't want to sell tickets. I would have had no one to sell them to. But uh, anyway, I just, you know. I don't expect everybody to be down on their knees praying every day and and uh, about Independence Day, but it would be nice to think that each day this weekend, beginning Thursday, Friday, today, and tomorrow, people just take a minute, just 30 seconds, and thank goodness for what we have and, and uh, you know, the the – Buy my phone, father. buy my phone. And, uh, you know, um, whatever. Then there are always assholes that have to do something. Uh, buy my phone, buy my phone. <laughs> anyway. Well, uh, we, owe a lot, we owe this a lot. This show went downhill and we haven't even been on the air three minutes. <laughs> well, I won't address that. Well, as we all know, the Brill Cream Kid's back and he's live this morning. <laughs> and what are, you, what are you talking about, tour planning and budgeting? Is this well, a, yeah, that, that's kind of a, uh, you know, my favorite part of the old car hobby is is the tours much more than car shows i i don't get a big you know i'm glad there are people that do car shows and i'm glad there are people that restore them to their absolute brand new pristine condition but the tours are a lot more fun whether you're talking about a national tour or a local tour putting one on can be a big challenge for somebody uh, how? What do I do? What do I need? What will it cost? Will I have to do this? What about hotels? What about all of this kind of stuff if it's an overnight thing? Anyway, VMCCA, Veteran Motor Car Club of America, which is another one of the old big three, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big three being of AACA, Horses Carriage, and VMCCA. And then Classic Car Club of America, but I, I, I'm not allowed to go there. You're not. No, I, I'm not. Well, I, You're I, not classy no, enough. No, I'm not classy enough. I, I eat pizza and burgers and dogs. You know, when I was a kid growing up, that was referred to as the Packard Used it Car is, Club. It is, yeah, the Used Packard Club. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, so I've never. I know a lot of guys in that club, but they're they're really nice. But planning for an event. Uh, that you're going to do for your local group or whatever, like I said, or a national tour, requires a lot of thinking and planning. And in this month's Bulbhorn, which is the the VMCCA um, magazine, and they come out, they have a a uh, uh, in the back of their magazine, and you can look at this online too, by the way, tour planning and budgeting for this stuff. And they offer on their website available a, a worksheet for, for you to, to uh, uh, lay out what you're going to need, what you're going to do, and, and uh, stuff to help you plan this tour. Um, 
there's a lot of things that people don't know about. Uh, for example, hotels. The average hotel is 20 to 25 room nights, and you'll get a free night. Um, by that, I mean you have five people staying five days. You'll, you will, somebody will get one free night. And that's always very negotiable. And the other thing is you can do with your room nights, if you will, if you discuss it with the hotel owner. And most of them, especially at the time, you know, unless it's a downtown business hotel or a hotel right near a big office park or business park, um, during the week is, is, is usually their, their, their strong time. But if you're coming on a weekend, say Friday and Saturday night, you're going to be visiting, who knows, um, Nashville and going to the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, that's your what, the thing you're planning for your local club. They'll give you great rates, and you can get this stuff. And say you want to have a dinner, a group dinner Saturday night, you can apply your room nights to room to to meeting room rentals. Um, so it cuts the cost down considerably. But you have to go in and know what you're looking for and what you're doing um, because you need to have the upper hand because they aren't going to give you anything if you don't know what the the how to play the game like you have to negotiate yes and and from a from a, a, a position of strength actually uh, so well, tell, if, them, tell them this hotel will do this what will you all do yeah yeah and and absolutely and you got to consider things like trailer parking. Uh, if you're if if you're in a, a um, uh, oh let's say uh, uh, the vintage Chevy Club and you're going to host something you're you're going to go up to uh, you live in in Maryland and you're going to go in into Washington well you wouldn't want to drive your cars into Washington you'd get a bus. Yes. Yeah, and you aren't going to drive because you're number one. You'll get all separated. Everybody will get get lost. Traffic's a nightmare. Yeah, it's just going to be a problem. So, and that you wouldn't have to worry about. You just take a bus, but you get a hotel place where you're gonna you're gonna do something on the the uh, uh, hotel. You know, and I well now you can't go because we're so broke. We nothing's open in Washington anymore. Uh, that's because they've all gone to... They've all gone to Africa. Right. Do, yeah. do, do, do. Okay. Well, I, I just... <laughs> as as you are talking about tour planning and budgeting here, I have been looking at your tour book when you did Brass in Berks County. And be, the Cornwall Furnace is absolutely... It's a very interesting it, place. It, yeah. yeah I, uh, it, lot, there was a lot to see there. It, but the thing that I wanted to point out to our listeners is you went to a Montessori school and showed all these old cars. Did we ever? And that the was the ones. most fun of the whole I, oh, stinking thing. I can thing. imagine what you did with those little yeah, kids. Yeah, it was, that was more fun, fun than <clears> anything. <throat> One of the guys actually, uh, and his wife, she's a teacher at the Montessori school. And do you remember? I, you remember me talking about John Ricketts? He died, and Janet was the first female president of AAC. Yes, yes. That's their daughter. Wow. So they're really into the old car hobby. Beautiful. And they arranged for us to have a coffee stop at the Montessori school, a big Montessori school, actually, 
not you know not a little corner grocery store thing. This is a big. You look like an old elementary school that had gone. So they had a lot of kids. Every one of these kids has got a smile and on we, their and face. We, and, and we took them for rides. Uh, uh, they had a little route set up, and we took it was maybe a mile or so so ride, and 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 we took them for took them around in this thing and and i to me that was the most fun of the whole deal oh it, it is it looks great yeah but we, the tour i mean the scenery looks beautiful well it was a nice tour it was a nice tour yeah, and yeah you were on a canal boat it looks like for a while yeah there it was uh one little section that was left yeah the, of, of the union canal tunnel park wow yeah, so it was kind of a neat neat place well it to me sounds like that's the way you can enjoy one of these cars now, is to go on a tour. Oh, absolutely! People. I don't care what car it is. Yeah. Even yeah. you know the new ones, the newer, newer ones, if you will. Um, you mean the fifties and sixties? Even newer than that. The seven, like when we do the Founders Tour, that's twenty-five years old and older. Now the difference with that stuff is, you can do a two hundred mile day. Yes. Well, in, unless you've got ethanol problems, but you can, you, know, you can, you know, you can, you can do a two hundred mile day. So it's not not a problem to go a long way. But when you're talking about one and two cylinder cars, <laughs> a fifty mile day is a long day. <laughs> That's a week, isn't it? <laughs> That's a long day. Uh, but again, getting back to the logistics of this, there's a, there's a lot of things to consider. Um, in, in, in putting together a tour. But I'll tell you, I, I've done several national tours uh, with, of course, Brenda's help doing this. Um, and it's the most re- most rewarding thing that I've done. Uh, I've been a chief judge at several national meets. I don't know if I ever told you. The, did I ever tell you the golf cart story? No. The we- last time I was a chief judge at the national meet was in Hiawassee. And um, I was at that event. We had probably 600 cars, I would guess. Anyway, one of the judging teams got the wrong scorecards, score sheets. So I said, I was going to walk over there, and one of the guys, he said, Hey, where are you going? I said, I got to go over to administration to get the wrong, wrong score sheets. I got to bring it back to this team. Anyway, so the guy says, Well, there's the club's golf cart. I brought it over here. Why don't you take it and save yourself a, a walk? Because we had a tent set up, but then you have to have a place where the ladies can add and subtract and do all of their stuff. So I got in this, jumped in this golf cart and went over there, came back, and got out. And this old man came running out with a cane and started hitting me. He says, wait, I'm stealing my golf cart. <laughs> So they set me up for this deal, and this thing ran horrible. And I told them, well, if I was going to steal a golf cart, at least I'd steal one that runs better than this damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I got whacked by this old man in his cane. <laughs> they set me up perfect for this one. <laughs> but anyway, but the meets and car shows are, are a totally different animal from a tour uh, the car shows, for example, and I'll put national meets in this, are all about you and your car. There's very little interaction with anybody. Uh, you don't get to know anybody. You don't get to meet anybody. Uh, it's, it's all about the nerve-wracking thing, am I going to win the prize? Uh, or tours, you know, nobody cares if your car gets a little dirty. I mean, we slopped around in the rain up in mud up in, in uh, Vermont. Vermont. 
I mean, all the cars looked like hell, but it didn't matter. Speaking of that, I have a question for you on your T. You changed the wheels and tires on it, right? Yes. Is it a smaller diameter no. wheel rim? Model T's came with 30 by 3.5 in the back and 30 by 3 in the front. And I have absolutely – well, because the front ones are – the reason is pretty simple. The, the front ones are smaller and have less contact area, so it's a little easier to steer. Right. So the problem with that is the early T's, if you had a flat – you have to change the the uh, tire or take the tube out and fix it on the side of the road. And I did that once, and that's about an hour and a half's worth of pleasure, fun, and excitement. I can just tell. Multiple orgasms. I can just tell. <laughs> yes, yeah. So then in about – oh. But all right. Well, wait. What are you going to break now? We're going to break. Uh-oh. Okay. Did the light turn green and you're still sitting there? It might be time to take your car to Mr. Transmission and let the experts with over 45 years of experience check your transmission. Mr. Transmission of Sandy Springs is conveniently located between Steak and Shake and Sandy Springs Car Wash at 6569 Roswell Road. Look for the yellow and black Mr. Transmission sign or call 404-843-3379. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're back. Yeah. What were we talking about, John? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Fred, I think it was something about a, a bus tour on the Greyhound bus. Yeah. But no, we, you were, you were ta- we were talking about this, this uh, um, wheel size car, on, car shows. Well, but we stuff. were talking about the, the wheel, wheel size on your team. Anyway, so about 16, Ford went to demountable wheels. Right. Where you have the wooden wheel stays on the car. Right. And you bolt this big rim to it so if you have a flat it's just four bolts and it's like changing a tire on a modern car and, and that's can, what you've done with your yes because i do drive it and i you know i if i have a problem i don't want to yeah and, and so you don't show it so you don't have to worry about no i don't points. show it so we have a lot of stuff uh in uh, that that's available anyway one of the things i do want to mention while we're talking about that i i bought one one of the nice things that Horses Carriage Club does on their national – couple of their big national tours is they have an alternative hobby night. And people bring in things that they collect or do or participate in other than old cars. And it's really pretty interesting. Uh-oh. Uh, some of the talented people that we have. We have an uh, we have a guy who does uh, lost wax castings in bronze. Of, of he's done some very cool things. They're very expensive. 
you know, think cars that are about a foot long and maybe eight, ten inches high, you know. Right. Cool yeah. stuff. He makes them himself. Um, there are the ladies, of course, who do all of the, the quilting and sewing and all of that. And then there's a, a, another lady who makes has made belts. They're charges, 250 bucks for them. But they're, they're those little beads. She does beadwork and makes it with old antique cars. You have a belt with – it's just beautiful stuff. And and there was a guy there that is sort of a a, a uh, uh, electrical guy, and he has invented wireless stoplights and turn signals for brass era cars. So there and and you you can move it from car to car. So what you do is you, this thing is on this bracket and it slips on. It goes right on your where your license plate. So there's no holes, no wires, no nothing. And you, you slip this thing in the bracket, and you have like a, another key remote, and you can uh, push right, left, or in the center for. They're 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 almost like four-way flashers that they let somebody know, and they are bright as could be. Beautiful. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a great thing. Yeah, because uh, as dim as those lights are on all those. Well, lights. they don't have lights; they're kerosene lanterns. That's right. You're. I stand yeah, care. there's no lights in the yeah. back. But so that's why people have always rigged up all this old goofy-looking stuff. Yeah. And this one, you can take it off yeah. and just put it away. Um, just in the interest of science, what was your alternate hobby? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, we led you right into that one. <laughs> Hey, uh, are we? Do you want to switch? You want to switch subjects? <coughs> no, let me finish this. All right, stuff. all right. But about the tours, there's a lot that goes into it. But like I said, I think it's a lot more rewarding than doing a national meet. And and once you've done it, you you like to do it again. The sad thing is, it's Saturday morning. Ninety percent of the people are left, and you go out and look in the parking lot, and it's empty, and you have nobody to play with. Yeah. <laughs> And and that it really it really is kind of sad actually. Yeah, yeah it is it's really a letdown. After yeah, it is that. a big letdown after planning for and to plan a week long tour is usually a, a couple year process with wow. all your committee people. It's not something that you do overnight because yeah. you figure if you're going to have a hundred cars with support people, you're moving and feeding two hundred and fifty people several times a day. Yes. Yeah, and then you have to figure if it's a brass car tour, everyone will have a trailer. So if you have hundred cars, you have to have parking for a hundred car trailers and tow vehicles. When you did your brass and gas, New England brass and gas in Vermont, where were you based out of? Rutland, Rutland Vermont. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a really a, a, a nice nice place. Uh, at uh, well, New England has loads of interesting things to see. Yes. Because of all the old stuff, and you've got the book, and I, the thing that I thought was most interesting was uh, two things: was the castle. That's so weird. In the middle of nowhere is this castle building, and the guy in there had—he was very well connected, of course, to build this thing. But he was a very, very staunch Roman Catholic, and he had in his hallway an actual full garb of one of the Swiss guards that La Papa had sent him. Wow. Yeah, and, and a sta- holding the, the thing, whatever yeah. it's called, the pike, I guess it's yeah. a pike. I think yeah. so. Yeah, but, but he had that. And that's just, you know, the stuff you can find. And then the Marble Museum. 
the the marble museum um i didn't know that vermont was a huge we have a big marble thing in georgia but i didn't sure. know we had they had but anyway it's a huge museum and the co- the marble quarry right near them is and and manufacturing place did the tomb of the unknown soldier so they had the whole setup and and one room was dedicated to the design the building transporting and all of the stuff of the tomb of the unknown soldier wow. in washington there's there's more than one now though right there's, there's three there's one from each yeah world war two korea and vietnam right but korea and vietnam are empty well, they are. They they identified the, they. I I'm I'm sure the Vietnam one is. I know that's empty. Yeah. Okay. Because of DNA. Yeah. They were able to identify the guy. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that one that one's still empty, or is empty. I, and I guess they're never gonna. Yeah. You know, I don't think. But I think I I know World War Two is still. Empty. I know we're kind of digressing, but they still have that lab out in. I don't know if it's Goldfield Barracks or somewhere in Hawaii know. where they uh, that's their whole job is. Well, that's where forensic, Timmy was. Yeah, forensic medicine yeah. is to identify. Identify. That's what yeah. he did because he was just a drafty dentist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the worst job you could get. <laughs> filling a molar in one hand and <laughs> digging around in the other. Oh, gee, here we go. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But anyway, that was pretty, and then they had the whole story about the twenty ones, the twenty one steps, and the twenty one seconds, and all of that stuff, and the twenty one gun salute, and that's where it came from. I, yeah. you know, yeah. the whole the whole story. It's it's really pretty interesting. There's a lot of stuff in that marble museum. Yeah. So to me, those are the. There's usually one or two things that stand out. Another one was the American Precision Museum, and this is where they. Um, one of the reasons that that the North won the Civil War, these guys, uh, it was called the Armory System, and these guys in this small town, I can't remember the small town, developed the tools to make uh, rifled barrels for the uh, the Northern guns, uh, all of this stock and standard stuff, and had it down to a science. I asked the, they had an old man who was the machinist. And you got to remember, this was all done by hand. There was no electricity, none of this stuff. And I asked him, how long would it take to make a rifled barrel? He said, about five minutes. They, the, the, as wow. he turned the machine, and remember, they only they took a cut, about a thousandth of an inch cut each time. So as he turned this, once he got it set, <coughs> as he turned this handle, the barrel moved inside. They had the, the cutter. And it also twisted at the same time. So he did once, then they flipped the switch one more, the lever one more, and it got the two three thousandths, and then they had it on ratchet stop click, and they did another one. Wow. And another one. I, I, I figure, I'm looking at this, God, it must have taken them all day to make one. Yeah. No, it's five, five minutes. minutes. Wow. And everything was steady. The Union, the, the union arms... The infantry arms were all standard. The, everything, no matter who made it, whether it was Colt or Smith and Wesson or Henry, uh, they were all interchangeable. Yeah. So, and and the problem with the Confederacy had is they had, you know, hundred little companies making these things, and they nothing fit. So if I was next to you in the lines and you got zapped, and I couldn't, I couldn't use your bullets. I hmm. couldn't use your stuff. 
Interesting. I didn't realize yeah. that. And, then, so, and, it, it was end up, and this fits right into cars because one of the guys that worked for Henry Ford came from Springfield where the, all the, all the guns were made. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. And he told Henry about the armory system, and they recruited and got some guys down there, and that's where the assembly line came from. Mm-hmm. It was not Henry Ford's idea. It came from the armory system. Beautiful. Yeah, so it all it all sort of fits together when yeah. you, when you look at it. But uh, well, and it's like how many plants did Henry have building T's and A's all over the world? And yeah, most all over of the that world, stuff yeah. was interchangeable. Yep, it's the so, same. Yeah, like so. the Model T. If you look at a Model T frame, the steering rack uh, and the black ones, the steering rack can easily just be bolted to the other side for England. I mean, yeah. didn't it turn one rod over and you're ready to go? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> well, my, my TD is that way. Yeah, it, it's it's it can be turned over. You, you know, not a big deal. Just in, well, it, and the dash is universal. You just swap the speedometer and the tack, yeah. and everything Done. else is yeah. ready to go. Yeah, ready to That's go. That's neat. Yeah, good. So if you're, you know, you might if you're thinking about doing a tour, uh, like I said, local, national, whatever. Number one, I, I would encourage you to do it because it's a lot of fun. And you might want to look at this this website. And AACA has a big uh, website uh, to look at on planning and doing tours and stuff so that it makes it easier. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. Well, and the other interesting thing is not only is it antique cars and veteran cars and brass but the hot rods, the National Street Rod Association does tours in the summer. Yeah, those power tours. Are yeah, and then Good Guys does tours, and they go and visit rod shops, and they visit museums. And, yeah. And it's really quite nice. It's fun. It's fun. It's the best part of the hobby because you got to remember you're with these people, you know, six, seven days. And you get to know them, and you and and, and you get to meet and see some. And I've exactly. made some great friends on the tour, much more so than the car shows. Yeah. Much more so. Than well, as you show. say, the car show is so intense and individual. And the, yeah. yeah, and these people are more concerned about whether they get their na- grand national and yeah. junior and things like that. Well, let's let's talk about uh, the uh, August issue of Road and Track has fifty one reasons why we love cars. Now, remember, you and I did the Peter Egan deal with. How to recognize a car guy about two years ago or three years ago, but this one's kind of fun, and I think you're going to get a kick out of this. It's things we love about cars. There's no end any more than there's an end to roads or speed or the joy of movement, but 51 reasons seems like a good start, and this is by the Road and Track staff, and the first one is a Sunday cruise, and we all did it as kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did Friday night cruises, Saturday no, I mean, your night parents, cruises. Your parents go yeah. for a ride on Sunday. That was a big exactly. deal Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Af- Sunday afternoon after church and Sunday dinner, and my go father and grandfather had their nap. <laughs> we go for a ride. Go for a ride. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't think they do that stuff anymore. No, no. We go on virtual road trips, like, totally. <laughs> Uh, what, what, did you get an Xbox now and you can figure I that out? I have never done a video. I did. I can't say. I did I did Pac-Man once. My little creatures got three blocks and they were all dead. <laughs> I, I can't do a video game. Oh, gee. 
You think David will ever show up for I a break, know. or we'll just go know. through we'll the heck with it? Back. Yeah. So number two is sounds, and and I can relate to this because I grew up in this era of Can Am cars, and the Bruce and Denny show, and then uh, the Porsche nine seventeens, and it talks about the rolling wallop of Can Am cars at Turn Five at Elkhart, clobbering you in the chest so hard you momentarily forget to breathe. And then the mind-melting shriek of a f- modern Formula One car. Or a, dub- or, or a double-A <laughs> fueler at the oh, two of them at the direction. Yeah. You can, can you imagine at, at Z-Max, which is the four-lane drag strip in Charlotte by the Motor it, Speedway, yeah. four double-A fuelers going at once? Uh, oh, the ground. It, 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 well, the ground has to be. It has to be like an earthquake. It, turn one at Michigan International at a NASCAR race. When all those cars start out, the first couple of laps there, the ground literally shakes. Wow. 800 yeah. horsepower times 43. Yep. Yeah. So. That's a lot. Uh, well, are we ready? All right. We're going to break, folks. Hi, everybody. It's Don Zabkar, your host for Who Knew? We air Mondays 2 to 3 on America's Web Radio and then occasionally throughout the week. We've got some great subjects. This administration or this regime, as you know, is providing us with great material. So stay tuned. Check us out. America's Web Radio. It's Who Knew with Don Zapcar. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Hi, I'm Ray Bowman, hoping you'll join us each Friday at noon for our new show, Food and Farm, brought to you by FeedstuffsFoodLink.com, only on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You know, we were talking about the Sunday drive with a family yeah. and dad and grandfather waking up and grandmother hauling them out the door to go for a drive. And the old DeSoto? Uh, no, it was a Dodge Coronet. Yeah, the old DeSoto or, or the Buick with the bubble with the holes in the fenders. Yeah, the portals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they, number three of the 51 things as to why we love cars is family bonding. This just goes right into it. My f- my. F- Father never bonded with my racing stuff. <laughs> and I know the hell my mother never did. That's for damn sure. There was no bonding there. Yeah, but you and your father bonded with his cars, with the when, old you, cars. Yeah, yeah. when you were in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's how you got it. And you washed cars together and you waxed cars together. And I always remember when we I, swore at cars together. Yeah, when my I always went to my grandfather or grandparents' house in the summer, and my grandfather always had me wax his car. That was that was a summer ritual as I'd wax his car for him every summer. So, and then uh, the number four reason why we love cars is the oddballs. Anti-automotive establishment cars have to exist because they help define normal. They come in many forms, one-offs, experiments, the car that came before the car. They're the product of engineers and designers acting differently, whether it's for the sake of difference or simply as a byproduct of non-standard thinking. 
And uh, here, here's one that comes to mind. They mentioned the rubber drive belts of a DOF. Well, a DOF daffodil had the first continuously variable transmission that I knew that was, of. That was a, that that, was that was a, a little two-cylinder yeah. horizontally opposed. And they, Tiny and they, little. Yeah, and they, and they just ran. And don't forget the uh, the Citroen, the Citrons, the DS. The Citroen, yeah. yeah. the ID19 and the DS that are raised and lower. Yeah. And, that's and how I got my that's how I got my wire wheels for my TD. There was a guy who who worked for Jim Holcomb was an Englishman and he had a Citroen SM. Oh, the one with the Maserati the engine. Maserati yeah. engine. Yeah. And Good. he always had troubles with it and he was a master machinist. And I went down and got it working for him. And apparently Jim had told him that I'd always wanted to put wire wheels on my TD, but I could never afford the conversion kit. Really expensive. You can buy them. Now they're about $4,000. And yeah. he made me some. Wow. For getting his car running. Yeah. That's nice. Where? They're bolt-on. Yeah, I know they are. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, where'd you get the wire wheels? So, oh, they're all over. Are they? Okay. Yeah, but... Yeah, sit, sit throwing in, and then the little two CVs. Du Chavot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the guy that... The, Not only over there, boy. Speak American. <laughs> we don't have none of them douches here. We ain't doing that shit here, yeah, boy. The, the guy that... Uh, the helicopter pilot that, that just, just passed. Died, yeah. yeah, he had a beautiful one. He had the one called the Charleston, which was two-toned in red and black, or maroon and black. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, here's number five, why we love cars. Smells. Of course, that unthinkable or undefinable new car smell. Oh yeah, that's a, how does where, them, who 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 owns the patent for that? Um, I uh, I don't know. I doubt if it's Selden. You know, he tried that one time to to have the patent. But it is, on the it, especially with the the the. the they had it the most with the British cars with leather seat. They're well, like, that's the and next the thing. carpet and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. They talk about the smell of leather. Well, the and the other was. They talk about the tropical mellowness of paste wax. Well, that's got to be the old Simonite stuff. Remember that? Yeah, and the kill. Oh, good Lord. And then the sharp whiff of gasoline and the deeper undertone of oil. There are no sharp whiff of gasoline anymore with the junk they're selling today. And the chemical bite of tire smoke. The whiny reek of used Formula One tires. The mineral tang of hot brakes. Whoa. <laughs> that's a good... What is this guy? Some kind of a demon? Uh, it must be. Well, this one I can recognize. The caustic, <laughs> dangerous, and physical impact of nitromethane gas. Used to burn the inside of your yes. nose. Yeah, that's what we had in our go-kart. And then, uh, yeah, Don Francisco, uh, Power Mist, was the fuel we used to buy in the cans and run the stuff. Now, we, I, they, they bought a – at the go-kart track, they, the, the fathers, of course, bought uh, – a 50-gallon drum and had it in a shed. And everybody chipped in and was honest. You you paid for what you did. It was in a big drum thing with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. For yeah. the go-karts. Yeah, we, we just took ours in a can when we went. But here, here's a couple other things to think about. The mustiness of tired wiring. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. The bitterness of a worn engine and that old car smell. Anyway... <laughs> They all do. They all yeah. smell like that. Oh, yeah, I know. Old. Except for with the stuff now. Gasoline today stinks when it gets old. Yeah, it really is rotten. It's oh. septic. Yeah. Septic tank stuff. 
But yeah, you're right. The new car smell is always amazing. And I said the Brits always had the best. Yes. Well, I, I can remember a Humber Super Snipe that a friend of mine's mother had. and the Snipe Hunters? And it had it had fold-down <laughs> tables in the yeah, back seat. Yeah, I had a car with that. I've had a, the Jag had that, yeah. the Mark 9. Yeah, and, and uh, my friend's Mark 7, I remember that. A friend of my parents had had one. Um, the other next thing here's one that I love, and this is the eighth or sixth reason why we love cars. They call them homologation specials. They embody the old win on Sunday, sell on Monday line. A series production built car to legalize a similar balls out, excuse me, model for the track. They talk about Ferrari GT. Or 250 GTOs. Yeah, but that that's not for the average person. Camaro Z28s, Plymouth Superbirds, Renault 5 Turbos. <laughs> that's the engine in the back seat. The list isn't endless, but holds such staggering variety. A Ford RS2000, an MG Metro 6R4. I don't know what these guys had on their... their uh, MG Metro? Yeah, I don't, horrible these, car. Yeah, I don't know what these guys in the launch is 037. I, I don't know what these guys are uh, thinking of, or what do, you, what do you think they put on their Cheerios that morning when they wrote this? They're not the, how, they how don't about, eat the honey nut Cheerios. Yeah, yeah. how about the uh, all the the Capo Chevys, the Central Office Production Order stuff, and you'd get four twenty sevens in a in a Nova body and just goofy all the stuff. Weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and now there's uh, fifteen of the original twelve show up at the Barrett Jackson auction. Yeah, and, I think yeah, and things like that, but. And and Firebirds and Superbirds, and they built those drag cars with the altered frames and just I mean. Well, and I think the ultimate, if you want to just do pure muscle car, was the Ford Thunderbolt single overhead cam. Yes, cars. the, the four twenty. Yeah, four twenty nines. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what they were. But yeah, I, and then, I mean, they're, and then they're, they they're made, the ultimate. The engine is worth a hundred thousand alone if you can find one. And they made those were the ones that they. Did some body work on yes, it too. Yes, there was no back seat. They it had an aluminum thing in the back. Yeah, and there were two bucket seats and a little gauge pod. But, but they were street legal. They had lights and tail lights. And they, but they did some some aerodynamics and, to the front, the hood. Well, things. it had the two the the two outer headlights were were. To feed the the big monster the air scoop, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and somebody and, found their dog in in one one time. They fired it up in the driveway, and it just <laughs> it came sucked out the, the dog right in. No, he was stuck in the air. It came out the exhaust. But then, and then, I know a guy that had one of those, and he still has the engine. Wow! And he's been offered over a hundred grand for just the engine. Wow! He totaled the car. Yeah. Which was not uncommon. Back then. I, I remember in school, <laughs> but back, there was only five hundred of them. Yeah, back in, you'd order these Plymouths, and they it had to be a Plymouth, not a Dodge or a Chrysler, because they were lighter in weight, and they were they were strippers with no radio and no no cigar lighter. They had a little blank plug where the cigar lighter went, and you'd order it with a rubber floor mat and a bench seat dog dish hubcaps and one of the guys i was going to school with bought studded snow tires oh, for the winter because there were hills where we went to school so he goes out on the interstate one night and lights it up 
and there wasn't a stud left in the snow tire. A lot of sparks. They all, yeah, and just some of them shot right out of the tires and stuck oh, yeah, in the fender well. Oh, yeah, that's why they did away with them. Yeah, yeah they fly out. <laughs> no, they pavement underneath it either. Yeah, they, <laughs> Speaking of that kind of car, you were just talking about the, the stripper cars. I'm sure you've seen it, and I, I in the magazines that the Corvette for next year. Yeah, the forty-seven thousand dollar five hundred horsepower Corvette. Yeah, power windows, powered the power door locks, AM/FM single cassette, six-speed manual air. Done. Why would they put power windows in it? Because everybody expects power windows. Oh, not. okay. You know, because it's too expensive now. I mean, I, yeah, I you're of, right. Yeah, you're right. It's it just is. one door thing now. Yeah, it's just yeah. one door thing now. Yeah. They make one door. But but that's a throwback to the old days. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah you know. If you could just get rid of the airbags, too, and take another 100 pounds off the car. But that, that for 47000 bucks, that's going to be quite the car. We ought to get two of them. Yeah, I, case, I, I think that's... In case one gets dirty. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You pay seventy thousand dollars for a Boxster S now, and ninety thousand for a nine eleven, and it, that's to start with. And then when you read the test things, I can hear yeah. that base price eighty nine thousand, test price hundred and forty. All right, well, what's anyway. the other ones? Let's All go right, to the let's top go. ten. Yeah, top number 10 seven. This one I love: finding the good roads. Grab a good atlas or ask the locals. Follow the water or other folks in interesting cars or just get just out go. there. Take a few random turns. Well, I think the, the neat thing to do is to pick up Route 66 because there's still places where Route 66 is still active. Yeah, well, I was and, on that one where that guy went over the cliff in the BMW. Well, I don't want to know about that, but... He was drunk. He was at a motorcycle. Okay. Anyway, discovery is one of the best reasons to leave your driveway, and the reward is greater than a few miles of entertaining curves and a new destination. It's a sheer joy of hearing yourself say, I never knew this was here. That's what what the tours are about. Yeah, exactly. We don't do any big roads. We're on little back roads the whole time. And and, and the other thing is William Least Heat Moon wrote a book once called Blue Line Highways and, and it wasn't about tours, but he just took off. Well, Kerouac wrote On the yeah, Road. On the Road. The Travels with Charlie, yep. with uh, Steinbeck. I mean, they're all great. Blue Line Highways. I've got a friend, Russ Bear, that hates the interstates. He, he does all Blue Line Highways. And he dry, he's bought his Julietta Spider back in 61, and he still has it. So. We'll take a break. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. 
Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Oh, man, number eight is Can-Am cars. Did you ever go to a Can-Am race at Watkins Glen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those things were incredible. Yeah, they were loud, they were fast, they were just V8s, they were dragsters dragsters on a road course. And and then Porsche came along with a 917 with a flat 12 and went a gazillion horsepower. Well, anyway, number nine, engines we love. And I'm not going to agree with this at all, but I'm going to follow. Where's the part about... Getting the girls. Well, that's coming. That's uh, coming. That's number 36. Boy, were these guys twisted. Yeah, oh, they are. <laughs> yeah, well, really way Yeah, off. I mean, look at this. The engines we love, they put four-cylinder, a Honda K-Series. Well, I don't know what that is. I don't know either, but, uh, oh, my God, an Asuka 750 or a 1,000cc engine, I'd love more than a Honda K-Series. And then, then for a five-cylinder, it's the Audi Turbo. Six cylinders, the BMW straight six. Well, what Give about a Chevy stove bolt? Yeah, or what about a GMC with a Wayne 12 port head? Yeah. Uh, now, here's number eight. Eight cylinder, Chevy small block. Of course, all the Ford guys are going to call up now and say, well, what about the 289? What about the Hemi? Yeah. That's the That's one. That's the one. I, yeah. Brother, you and I are in agreement the on Hemi that. Is thing. The that is the ultimate ground pounder. Who was that? Dino Don. Da, uh, Dino Don. Yeah, yeah. and then but Dick, uh, Yeah, and then Dick Landy. With Dick his, Landy. With, with, that was uh, Hodges Dodges. Yeah. Dick uh, Landy drove uh, Hodges uh, Dodges. Mister Norm. Yeah. Norm. What the hell was his last Krauskopf name? or something like yeah. that? Yeah. So number ten is roadsters, but they don't talk about it. They just mention it. Number eleven is heel toe shifting. Is there a guy under sixty that knows what heel and towing is? Well, now they have automatics. And they do. Or the, <laughs> the new ones all are push Paddle buttons. shifters. Have you seen Sebastian Loeb going up Pikes Peak and what, he just broke the record? With the Hyundai. No, what? No, Hyundai was Reese Millen. But he just won with the, the Genesis. No, in yeah, in his class. Won. But yeah. the fastest time was set by Sebastian Loeb in the Citroen rally car or Peugeot rally car. Really? I don't know. Yeah, I just saw pa- the ad, the ad for Hyundai. Yeah, well, that was the production car. Loeb's car was the overall fastest. But they, he, they use paddle shifters yeah. and sequential gearboxes. Well, you can't beat it now. You can't no. shift as fast as an automatic. No, no. How about A-pillar vent windows? I don't know. Well, if you smoked, that was you could. Yeah, but the, yeah, the, but it, it just the, the cars now had that nice line without that interruption. I agree. I agree. And number thirteen is the red line. The red <laughs> line you, on the tack. Yeah. Did you ever exceed the red line of on the horse? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's one I love: junkyards. That's number fourteen. Why you love cars because of junkyards. Yeah, that was a place just to wander around. Oh, yeah. You'd close your eyes and say, oh, I wonder if I could fit that steering wheel on my Chevy. Or, or why don't I buy that and bring it back yeah, to I can life? Bring, yeah, yeah, you start thinking, oh, yeah, especially yeah. up north with all the rusty, nasty oh, shit gosh. that was on. I have no and number 15, I don't 
understand. Center exhaust. Why would you want the, unless you had a Porsche, why would you, yeah. Number 16 is rivalries, and they tell you to see page 44. Well, the biggest rivalries were always the Ford and Chevy guys. Yeah. And then and then the Chrysler guys had come along once in a while. Yeah, Ford and Chevy's yeah. traditional. Yeah, exactly. Go ask Henry the Deuce yep. about whipping Ferrari. Yep. That was that's a great story, I think. Oh, man. That was expensive. But he did it. He did. And then number seventeen is Racing drivers, and they talk about Andretti and Moss. And oh, for Andretti Foyt, what a great! T- they asked him this year, Foyt at at, at Indianapolis. Did you go over and talk to your buddy Myers? Says, "Yeah, I do, but I still don't like him." <laughs> <laughs> what a nasty old man! Yeah, yeah, grumpy. <laughs> yeah, he'll be hollering at his undertaker. Uh, well, no, Put the lid on straight. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then they talk about Tony Stewart smoke. Yeah. Who's kind of the new AJ? Yeah, <laughs> and then Senna because he was Senna. He was quite a driver. Well, anyway, and then number eighteen is carbon fiber. Well, carbon uh, fiber is yeah. neat, but who can afford it? Number nineteen is electronic stability control good. for the road. Yeah, good lord. Of course, that's probably saved a lot of people's lives. Oh, and then here's number twenty is junkers. Did you ever have a junker? I had a. Oh yeah, and up north you had. A, if you had a nice car, you had a winter car. Yeah, and, and you could see the floor. You could see the road through the floor. And <laughs> I had a fifty-two, fifty-one or fifty-two <laughs> Plymouth, and I literally I'd keep it running from the junkyard. I'd find junkyards. Yeah, you get one every year and take it back. You yeah. pay a hundred and fifty bucks for one, and then the spring you bring it back and get a hundred. So yeah. it costs you fifty bucks. I paid two hundred for mine. <laughs> Winter cars. Yeah, exactly. Kids down here had no idea about that stuff. No, no. And then flaws. Science will tell you that humans find perfectly symmetrical faces that are the closest to average to the most attractive. Right. None of this explains Angelina's lips. Or Marilyn's mole. The mind may prefer perfection. Hello, Toyota Camry. What? What did these guys have on their know. Cheerios? I don't, know. I don't know. But greatness with a few flaws. Hello, Lamborghini Miura. Hello. And then is is what speaks to your soul. Okay, guys. Guys, we're, you're, you're. Well, they're kids, too. They're probably in their, their 30s. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So. They don't even know what we're talking about. Anyway, before we go, i got a couple quick things. All right, well, let's do that. But we're going to pick this up when I come back. Okay. But I'll be gone next week. I'll be gone two weeks. Yeah, okay. Uh, I ran into a guy at Romeo's. A couple interesting stories. Um, well, explain Romeo's Rome, again. I did, yeah. The okay. retired old men eating out, the Tuesday morning breakfast for all the old farts. Okay. And uh, now that it's summer and if the weather's nice, there's 140-plus guys, usually close to 100 cars in the parking lot at the Marietta Diner. This guy came up to me, and he's an old ACA member, known him for years, and he says, here, I got something to look at. And he was telling me about this car. It's a 1903 Stanley Steamer that this family has owned since new. They have the original sales receipt where their great-great-grandfather bought it. Uh, It's been restored a couple times, and it's getting ready to be redone again. Uh, A lot of this car has a leather – it has a leather front – some of the original wood is is uh, uh, rotting away, but they're taking it to some steamer guy down in Florida 
who uh, uh, specializes in these, and this is one of the earliest ones that's out on the road. Uh, but I just think that's a Isn't cool that as could be. Yeah, yeah, the original 1903. They had it's been never left the family. Are they here in Georgia? Yeah, they're here in Atlanta. Wow, they're here in the Atlanta area. And Mr. Wolf, my my good buddy, who has the steamer. I told him about it, and I could hear him salivate over the telephone. He'd always heard about this car, but nobody's seen it, me included. I've never seen it, but I now we know it's here, and I'm going to try when I get back. Uh, Alan and I are going to go take a look at this thing, just Beautiful. simply because I, I think it's cool. Yeah. I, uh, well, I, those kind of stories are the things that make the magazines. Well, and I was just going to say it. That ought to be a feature in the AAC. Well, yeah, I talked could... to West already about it, and yeah. the editor of the Antique Automobile, and he said that uh, when they get it restored, uh, he would like to have the family pictures as many as they could as from when it was new to what it looks like when it's done, and, and interview the family Beautiful. all the stuff in it. Yeah, that is that's that's really really cool. Um, that was re- really pretty neat. The other thing on the tour, it, there's another thing too I want to mention. I'm going to run out of time. Uh, we had Jeff Mall do the great race story, and the Singes, who have their own museum in New Jersey, brought an auto buy. The auto buy was a motorcycle that was built. By Globe. Globe was the original motorcycle manufacturer in the United States, and E.R. Thomas of Thomas Flyer bought it and made the auto buy, and they brought a fully restored one, beautiful brass and copper and stuff, for Jeff <coughs> to tell the story of the um, uh, Amer- the Thomas Flyer and the Great Race buy. Beautiful. Yeah, it was just gorgeous. And I, so I didn't know that the Globe was the first motorcycle. Jeff also either. is coming, and he's doing a new thing. His uh, great-grandfather uh, participated in uh, the first four Glidden Tours, and he's going to do another program about Glidden Tours where he becomes his great-grandfather on the Glidden Tours. Neat. So Yeah, so you'll have – uh, yeah, now we'll see that. It's going to be unveiled at the Glidden Tour in Chattanooga this year. His when per- is the Glidden Tour in, in September? September of this year. The other thing is, if anybody is interested, they can contact the station. The same guy that had uh, the the um, um, stuff about the early Stanley has himself a 1911 Buick Model 32 that he wants to sell. This car will require a full restoration, um, and he's asking 5,500. Uh, the nice thing about this is the the 11 to 14 drivetrains are all interchangeable on Buick, so there's tons of stuff for it. But it would make somebody a really nice car. Finish that car would probably be pushing fifty, sixty thousand dollars. What body? Touring open? Uh, no, it's an open car. It's sort of like a, it looks something like a a Model T torpedo roadster. Okay, has the big round tank in the box behind it. Yeah, yeah. But it only seats two people. Okay. Uh, but there's only four or five known to exist. They only made 30, uh, 30 no. or 50 some of these things, and this, there's only four or five known left. Uh, no top? There's well, it have a top. It will have yeah, a top. Yeah, it's it can. The body, but you this can is a full it. restoration. This is not something 
for no. the casual hobbyist. This is a, a, a serious car with somebody that has the money and the wherewithal to do it. Beautiful. But he, he wanted 10 and, and he needs to get rid of it now. So he's asking 55. Beautiful. So if anybody is interested, um, you know, you can call here and I'll get back with you. Excellent. All right. And no Model A's for sale around? Oh, they're always Model A's for always. sale. Good. Always. Good. Well, you know, I, I would say if, uh, as an extra incentive or something, if folks have a car that they're looking to sell, a classic car, not your, uh, not your I got uh, a, Camry, you know, Whatever. AACA eligible. How about we put AACA it there? AACA eligible. 25 years old um, or older. They can uh, email us, and we'll be glad to put it on the air. Beautiful. Or on, and on the website, maybe. Uh, I won't go that far. That would be a pain in my uh, oh, is it? In my backside. Okay. Well, Nor I do I want to pay my guy to do it. So uh, <laughs> if we're doing something free, I'm not going to. Oh, I didn't know. I, I mean, what do I know? But anyway. <laughs> so, with that being said, guys, it's time to put the plug in the jug and get the heck out of here so we can go celebrate in the rain. It is raining now, gentlemen. Oh, is it? You need a cap for your uh, ball spot. Uh, it I'm, is raining? Uh, it is raining, yes. I'll get, get, yeah, I'm going to get my hair wet. You are. Well, take care. Good show. Enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for listening to us, and we'll be back next week, or some of us will be, I well, guess. No, neither. Uh, neither. neither. I'm, oh. I'll be in Frederick, Maryland. And, okay, and well, we'll bring Napa. our book and read it to you page by page. <laughs> well, we may cover Obamacare next week. Oh, boy. Anyway, stay tuned for Food and Farm here on America's Web Radio.